Okay, so uh, Mehar, through this entire conversation, everyone would come to know eventually, like what you do and what all things you are involved into. But if you had to just briefly run someone through that, what you have done till now and what you are currently involved into, so what would you be like? So I'm a chartered accountant from India. Um, I was born and brought up in New Delhi, and I did my articleship from KPMG uh, Gurgaon. I worked there for five years, and once I cleared my CA final exams, I decided to do an MBA, and I, uh, you know, made like applications, studied for the GMAT, and applied to schools uh, all over the world. I wanted to get international experience, yeah. and then I got through Imperial College in London, and. Uh, uh, I came here for an MBA and during my MBA, I specialized in subjects like strategy, brand, brand development, as well as um, international business. And then I started uh, interning at these startups in London and, I, and that really uh, excited me because, you know, I was helping them with their um, market entry strategy or their growth strategy and the product strategy. And it really gave me a flavor of how London works and how the entrepreneurship uh, scene here is very exciting. Um, and then I did like four or five internships uh, during that time. And then uh, I moved back to India to do another uh, short piece of work for a manufacturing firm. And then I moved here again in 2018. And I've been working as a strategy consultant at this boutique uh, strategy firm. Um, and on the side, I started this, uh, you know, a portal to help students because uh, I felt like there was a lack of mentorship and guidance when I was starting my career. And uh, I used to get a lot of messages from these young kids, you know, who were just starting out their CA journey, wanted to do an MBA. And then I said, you know, I think it's time that I share my experience somewhere. Um, and then I just decided to go for YouTube because I think... Um, in my experience, I feel like visually when you explain something, you, the person understands it the most. Uh, so that's why when I chose YouTube as my platform and then on the side, I started the Instagram page. And now, um, you know, we're almost like 500, uh, 5,000 5, students strong and community. And I get so many messages and I'm just trying to reach as many people as I can and help as many people as I can. So that's a little bit about me yeah about the helping students part so just to put it out there like this is my first podcast in which not a single question is penned down by me like all these wow. questions in this are from people who already watch your content and i know them because they are some of my viewers some of my friends in college and all and i said them that hey i'm up to this podcast and firstly their reaction was that okay how is this happening like you know this is this not happening and that's when i just said them that if you have some questions do send them out and they are like they're sending me lists of questions oh, that's just so nice it's i'm feeling so grateful for that thank you so much that's such a sweet thing yeah. Say, and um, it's unbelievable how everybody knows everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Great. Thank so, you. Uh, so I'll try to cover as many questions as I've received. Uh, the yeah. first one being that uh, I too have been through a commerce stream like in my 11th and 12th. And yeah. uh, when we are uh, in that duration, everyone has this entire bus feed of that, you know, CA is the climax CA is the biggest degree of commerce and that's why many people just uh, like into peer pressure and all they take up chartered accountancy that okay everyone is doing CA so I should also take up CA so yeah. uh, particularly I wanted to know that what was your intention behind taking up CA was it that everyone is doing it or had you planned out something that okay I taking CA this is this would be my path ahead honestly Morris I didn't plan to do CA, it was, I stumbled upon it, I think like a lot of students. Uh, it was actually my dad who was um, insisting that I take up and become a professional. Uh, so he really wanted me to do like a professional degree. Um, and uh, I didn't listen to him. So when I 
graduated from high school in commerce and then I got through Delhi University. I went to college in, in like regular college in my first year. And during that time, you know, I sort of realized that I had a lot of free time and I felt like I, like the BCom degree uh, wasn't because I was always a straight A student. So I was just like, you know, there's so much free time and I should be doing more. And that's when I started, you know, uh, talking to my dad again. And then he said, you, you know, just try to take the entrance exam and let's see how it goes. Yeah. So I spoke to my friends and uh, people who were chartered accountants who had been working uh, in the field uh, in different, either in their own firms or in big corporates for the last like 10, 15 years. And then I think that's when I sort of got inclined uh, to this course. It wasn't planned, but um, but when I when I studied hard for the entrance and I did really well, I got a, a, a good distinction in in the foundation course. So um, I think I said, okay, this is the path for me, and I, I should just give it my all and do it. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, what I wanted to ask you was that uh, right now we can say that you have achieved a fair share of success in your professional life, in what you're doing as your hobbies and all. So uh, what would you say that, okay, these are the traits that have changed in me from when I was a student pursuing chartered accountancy to where I'm now having some of the big names in my CV and all of that stuff achieved? I think if I, uh, if I compare myself right now to the 19, 18 year old me uh, many years ago, uh, I think at that time, because I had always been a straight A student, you know, I was from DPS RK Puram and uh, in Delhi and uh, they put a lot of emphasis on, on academic success. And every year I got this, you know, uh, scholar badge, like they really highlight people who do really well academically. So I never faced a sort of failure or not doing well in life. So I think CA, uh, when I did not clear the final exams in, in my first attempt, um, made me a really stronger person. I think uh, the CA course has, I've come out of the CA course more, um, uh, more, I believe in myself more to achieve difficult things. And I think if I've been through the worst, that I think that was the worst time in my life when I did not clear the exams in the first attempt. So I think I, when I look back, I think if I could survive that and, you know, I, I went through some mental health issues and I felt really low and I got out of it and I cleared and, uh, so I think, yeah, I, the only comparison and the only thing that I've learned is work hard and uh, believe in yourself and, and, yours, and it all falls into place. Yeah. Uh, so basically just stronging you up and, you know, making yeah, you a lot of, tough. Yeah, me- mentally strong, emotional strength, all of that. Yeah. So uh, moving on to my next question, which is that uh, you already have names of big 4C companies in your uh, CV. Uh, yeah. that inherently meant that you had a good professional career. Like, uh, you did not have to do anything else, just CA and the names of all these firms in your name. It means that you're earning a good package moving forward. Then why did MBA happen? Like what made you think that, okay, now I should also pursue MBA. So there were multiple things, uh, that were playing in my mind that time. Um, I honestly, because I started doing CA, I left my regular college to pursue C and then I started working at such a young age of, you know, 20, uh, like full-time job at the age of 20, like all CA students and also studying on the side. And I always, you know, craved for that university experience. Uh, You know, uh, that was one of the reasons that I wanted to do an MBA. And also I think CA is a great degree to have, but it's also very uh, specific in the finance field. And I wasn't sure if I just wanted to be a finance related person or just have a finance focused career at that time and something like an MBA would open up a lot of doors in terms of general management skills for me so you know like an 
MBA helps you with so many things of how an organization works. It helps you gather knowledge of how to, you know, uh, strategize for success or how to set HR policies and organizational ethics and all of that. So yeah. that was the reason why I think uh, I wanted to do an MBA, especially when I had really, I didn't want to be narrow uh, focused at such a young age. I wanted to um, understand everything and then pick my niche. So basically opening up doors for more opportunities. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying another reason what, why uh, I wanted to do an MBA was I wanted to study abroad and get international exposure. That, that's the reason why for me an MBA was just a stepping stone to get that international experience as well. Understood. Uh, so having said that right now also there are many CA fresher students who are thinking that okay uh, after pursuing my CA I would look up to an MBA degree. So what would yeah. be your advice to students who are right now at that stage? Uh, to anyone who is currently pursuing CA and wants to do an MBA, I think the one thing you should do is just talk to as many number of people as you can, you know, read about it, research, uh, figure out where you want to study, why you want to study it. Don't do an MBA just for the sake of it. There has to be some goal in mind. Like for me, it was getting that in university experience, uh, deciding what I want to do later, uh, but then also you know, getting that, uh, get, going abroad, living by myself. Uh, so figure out why you want to do it. Talk to people who have done it and um, uh, make a plan. So let's say you want to get into an IIM or an ISB. Make a list of the things that you'll need to get a, to make a strong, solid application and then work backwards from it. Yeah. And then, of course, focus on your CA exams at the same time. Don't neglect what you're doing right now just because you have this uh, future goal. But yes, keep that dream, keep that vision and then research, research on it. Yeah, understood. Um, next, what I wanted to cover was that uh, right now, if you had the option to go back in your career graph, like looking back, would you make any changes that could be in terms of uh, I would not have perceived this degree instead I'd do that. That would be in terms of company choices that instead of interning at these companies, I'd choose some other companies. So is there anything that you would like to change in your career path? Um, I wouldn't want to change anything because I don't, I'm not a very, I don't regret things. I think everything uh, is a part of your story and everything leads to the next opportunity. Yeah. So I actually got my current job in, in, in the UK because I had that five years of work ex at KPMG in India, you know, so something like KPMG is recognized around the world. So, yeah. and then of course, because I did my MBA, I had, uh, you know, a degree in the UK that's also played a major role. And of course I got the MBA degree because again, I had five years of KPMG and I had, I was a chartered accountant and I had that experience. So I, I wouldn't, um, I, I don't think I do anything differently when it came to the company choices or the work experience, but yes, I, I wish I, I, um, you know, asked more questions or I was more confident from a younger age. Those are the things I think I really, um, I, I, I was very shy and underconfident in the early years of my career. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing I'd want to change. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next was this question wherein this guy asks me that uh, when you enter into a chartered accountancy classroom, so uh, yeah. chartered accountancy from its very first has this reputation that okay, this is a elite degree, this is a hard degree. So generally intelligent students only enter into pursuing this degree. So now once when you are part of a class wherein there are 50, 100 students studying for the same thing, uh, yeah. you might be very smart at what you are doing, but there are then 100 others in the same classroom who are if not more than actually as smart as you. So yeah. in such competitive scenario, how do you stand out? Like, how do you say that? Okay. Even though there are hundred students sitting over here pursuing the same thing, I am different from the rest of the 99. How do you create that mark? I think there are 
whatever you do there will be people who are more intelligent than you there will be people who are more uh, uh like sharper than you they may be able to you know grasp a concept quicker than you i think the two things that you can do for as anyone who is could be an average student you know is over prepare and over deliver whether you are an employee whether you are um, you know doing your own business whether you are studying for anything do more than everyone else and then deliver and show that you're doing more than every everyone else i think that's the only way you can stand out uh, in today's world uh, if peop- you have to become irreplaceable yeah. uh, if you're working in any firm if there are five others who are the same grade as you or uh, if you quit five others can join you have to become indispensable for your boss you have to become that go to person and that will only happen if before every client meeting before any uh, sort of presentation before any report just be uh, just do your best work like go go beyond what's expected above and beyond that's what they say just just go out of your way and uh, and shine bright that's that's what i would say just that's the only way to beat competition yeah but continuing in this i wanted to segue into a topic which was that uh, in all these competitive degrees and in general also in life uh, yeah. when we talk about competition um, like many people give out this advice that hey you don't need to compete with anyone else it's like it's just you within yourself like you need to compete with your past now as much as i like listening to this philosophy it's not possible like right now even if you put, go out to purchase a phone you're comparing between 10 devices so it's yeah. it's practically not possible and even in organizations i guess there are proper charts made that which employees performing better than the other so given the situation we are living it it's not possible that you know we can deny competition or we can get ourselves out of it so we have to face the fact that we need to live in a competitive world now how do you survive in it to the point that you are also standing out in the competition but you are not allowing it to eat up your mental health like it's not eating you up but at the same time you are also competing hard enough i think that's a very tricky question and uh, because uh, comparison does leave lead to you know uh, sort of self pity or like you just keep judging yourself yeah um, and um, the only way to to do that is uh just believe in yourself and keep rem- remember that you're if you are in a room full of people you are there for a reason so y- you are valued already if you're sitting in a room if you're in organ if in, a, in an organization or if you've um you know uh, been called to present or been called to uh, be a part of a, of an organization it's because of the because of the steps you've already climbed and because you have achieved certain things already so it's very important for us to make a list of our achievements and the things we've already done in life because it's very easy to keep thinking about the next thing and we forget about the things we've already done gratitude. so i think yes gratitude and also just remembering what you've all, you have already achieved yeah. and uh, remember that you are there for a reason and um, you're doing your best and just do your best and uh, i think it it's um, it's tricky to not um, compare yourselves because we do compare ourselves with others but just remember that you're on this journey and your story is unique and it's different from everyone else's and then just do the best you can in your role of work yeah that that's all you can do understood uh, next what i wanted to ask is that uh, in the starting of this podcast you said that the reason behind you taking up ca was that you had a lot of time in your hand and you didn't want it to just waste away uh now there are there are there are many 20 22 year old uh, students who are in their college and yeah. similarly like the college has no attendance benchmark so they have a lot of time in their hands to burn out 
but yeah. they do not want to take up like any professional course they do not want to take up any heavy loaded course so what Fair should enough. they do with their time so that they do not get uh, addicted to the indiscipline to the waste time and all that what should they do of their time they have so much of time um i think like uh, not everybody has to do a professional course not everybody has yeah. to be over ambitious in life you know i think you should, you should enjoy your college days I, sometimes i uh look back and i think was i too harsh on myself to you know leave regular college and just do ca so i just say enjoy your college days and of course i think one of the things we can do as young students is stay curious and inquisitive about the things that are happening around you you know just uh, read watch videos watch ted talks talk to people build your network those are the things you can do maybe go uh, volunteer at uh, some play, some organization or um, uh, find a cause you believe in Yeah. and uh, and stick to that cause like for example you're doing so much with your podcast and uh, things you're doing on the side along with regular college because that yeah. excites you and if 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 you follow your passions during those early years of your life it will really help you guide uh, and make the path and pave the path for the next few years of your career so uh, use these years to figure out what you like and what are your interests and um, build your skills on those on those interests and gain as much as experience talk to people um, and and learn about other things like open um op- be have an open mind in the early in your in your young uh, early years yeah got it um next what i wanted to ask was that when we talk about degrees qualifications and all um all that is cool like everyone goes through college everyone studies everyone gets that marks no information knowledge and all but mm-hmm. what are the skills or what are the traits one needs to learn as a young adult which would make him better an employee in the future like how to increase your employability skills make him or her yeah exactly her also yeah um i think two things you should do uh, uh are first of all build your communication skills you know um those are very essential to uh, because that that will build your base for the next few years of your career so uh even if it's like how to conduct a meeting or how to write an email how to write a report those are all types of communication skills how to you know be standing up straight your non verbal communication and the next is your people skills so you should be good at having building relationships with people in your organization outside your organization so those two things are very important and i think the best way to do that is observe people around you especially your seniors your bosses see how they are conducting themselves how they are communicating and ask them questions when you get stuck there's no such thing as a stupid question that's what i say and that's what i wish i told my younger self so yeah. ask questions and really observe how 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 they have reached their level of success and yeah. that doesn't even need to be people in your organization you can watch you know so many videos and there's so much content of people who are successful in their in their field uh watch the interviews and um just see how they conduct themselves and how they have built their network or their relationships with people around them uh, because they say network your network is your net worth yeah. so uh, really pick up on your people skills and stay in touch with people who helped you and help other people as well i think we should all be in a community where we support each other Uh, yeah. and those are the two things i th- think you can do um, other than regular work yeah so uh, next this guy asks a question wherein he says that uh, do uh, doing an article ship from a big four company many people have yeah. said him that uh, you won't be getting enough time to prepare for your ca finals like uh, if you take up article ship from a big company that company would take off all your time and that's why your fi- final exams would be affected So first of all mm-hmm. I want you to break it out that is it a myth or is it a fact and if it is a fact then how to overcome that Uh 
I I think that's a myth because if you're working in a smaller firm and there are lesser number of employees, of course your responsibilities will be more in that organization. So there's no guarantee that if you're working in a small firm, you'll get six months of uh, study leave. You know that's not yeah. how it works. Uh, so that that's the number one myth. And secondly, I have so many friends from my articleship days who who absolutely excelled at their client work and who cleared all their uh, exams in their first attempt as well as some of them ended up getting a rank so if they have done that sitting in kpmg and working you know uh, really really hard around the clock as well as making the most of their study study leave time and clearing the exams in the first attempt i think if they can do it anybody can do it right yeah. so i think just make the most of your uh, times uh, uh, during articleship at weekends and if you are struggling you talk to your managers tell them you know i have these are my priorities i want to attend i want to be able to attend my classes i want to be able to have 2 3 hours at night to revise my concepts and um, and really do, negotiate on your study leave period 3 to 4 months if you're giving both the groups or if you're taking one group then it's 2 months and then make the most of your study leave uh, period just be organized and plan your studies well and it is definitely possible cool so uh, this next question almost every student had the same question in their list of questions which was that uh, about article ship from a big four company there are like uh, some things going around uh, one of which says as the pro being that if you have big names in your cv that obviously means that you have a bright future ahead just because your next employer by seeing that thing gets a brand recognition that okay this guy's worked with these big companies so he ought to be a good employee that's one that's a okay. pro definitely in saying that some people mm-hmm. also say that working in big four companies is a con in a way that uh, like in big four companies you don't get to experiment a lot because they have proper organizational structures so you are pushed into one particular department and you get to work you get the exposure only of that particular department so uh, it's good for your resume but you do not develop as like overall as a ca so like what's your take on that uh i think there's going to be pros and cons of working in any organization uh, always so uh for me i think kpmg was like a passport to the next phase of my life because it's such a big brand and yeah. it is recognized around the world so it's not even just in india it's anywhere in the world i'm not saying that if you're working in a small firm it's a bad thing but if you're working in a big firm you have to make the most of that opportunity and uh, feel blessed that you are a part of a big firm yeah. so i think uh, uh, agreed that uh, you are you know just in one department of work but also you learn the way um because their quality of deliverables are the are going to be the best right because they are the top firms in the world so their quality of deliverables have to be the best they they will have the you will get the exposure to some of the best client brands in in the country so because all all the big brands want to work with the with the big four and that's uh, and that's uh, sadly the matter it's it's true yeah. so you the exposure you get the client kind of uh, work you're doing is is so um Uh, is grand so i think uh, the pros sort of outweigh the cons in, in in the case of working at a big four because after 3 years you can always pick another field like if you're in audit if you're in tax if you don't like it after after you qualify just switch but at least you'll have those solid 3 years of being in a very specialized um, uh, piece of doing specialized pieces of work in 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 the best firm so i think i think uh, just think about it like that yeah okay uh, <laughs> next uh, i hope that answers your question yeah yeah completely okay. 
next uh, one guy comes to me and asks that uh, if a ca wishes to get into consulting roles um, but he isn't able to do an mba then what are the options like what is the passport to a consulting role apart from an mba um if you're working in a big firm you can try for a department switch to either general advisory uh, move into general advisory or i would just say like find uh, smaller boutique niche firms who are who are consulting firms and then uh, build your experience up so you can join a small organization which has 10 to 20 employees but they're getting good projects uh, and then you know use that experience to apply to a bigger firm it could be maybe even a bain or a bcg because if you've done good quality work at a small firm it will always be recognized if you move into a big firm so yeah. i think if you just start small and then build your scale experience up. yeah scale up build your experience uh, build your expertise um, and just gain your knowledge as a consultant like i'm working at a small firm right now because that's what i wanted to, wanted to do i had worked at a big firm and i wanted to be a part of a smaller firm now um it's only 150 consultants uh, where i work and uh, every consultant has uh, such great responsibility to build the business of uh, uh, of the entire firm together so you're actually it's like a very startup kind of a kind of an environment so that's what you get when you're working in a small firm you get that startup feel you feel a part of uh, something that's growing and something and you're building uh, with the team so yeah um so join a small firm join uh, join a niche firm and then gain that exposure and experience understood uh next there's this girl who is very fascinated by your entire journey of moving abroad studying abroad and like you know working over there so she asked that uh like how did you number one manage to live alone and also handle your studies along with that and right now like how are you managing your job living in a new country and like how is that happening it hasn't been easy <laughs> uh it hasn't been easy but uh, i i would just say that uh, you know i had always lived with my parents when i was in india and when i moved here i was living in a studio by myself uh, all alone uh, in a small apartment and uh, going to i was going to uh, for mba classes and then going for the events that happened uh, after the classes and then what i also did was i reached out to entrepreneurs on my own and i built my network on my own by going to other events outside of university yeah so um i think if i can do it anybody can do it you just have to put yourself out there and uh, reach out to people i think people mostly want to help other people so i really got in touch with people on linkedin i found out what were the events that were happening around me that interested me at first i went to all the events like of all uh, banks startups something like mckinsey and then when i decided i did not want to get into a very niche finance kind of role again after my mba i stopped going for those type of events and i sort of followed my niche um and um going for more sorry going for more entrepreneurship type of events yeah so i think what you have to do is just um um when you're moving to a new country you have to really uh, get used to how the culture works uh, how what, how uh people in that country you know uh, what are their sort of ways of working and that will only happen when you have more conversations i think as indians we are on a, we are at an advantage compared to many other countries because all our education is done in english so we yeah. are already that communications um there's no like communication gap because i was able to communicate and understand everything in english yeah. uh, so that, that that way i was uh, all set and i think uh, england is a uh, is a very open 
country. It's very diverse. There are people from all over the world o- over here. So I never felt faced something like you know racism or stereotypes or anything like that. So uh, I think it was very warm and welcoming. And now with work, what I do is I I work Monday to Friday, and I try to churn out one or two hours in the evening for my YouTube stuff or my Instagram stuff. And then on the weekends, it's all about things like this. You know, it's all about uh, working on my side side hustle so um, I'm enjoying it as long as I'm enjoying it I keep going yeah understood um, this next question was that uh, when we when usually students take up heavy loaded degrees they tend to focus that okay 24 hours all 24 goes into my studies because at no point of time I want to miss on my studies part in saying that apart from studies there are many different aspects that you need to work upon like your personality skills like your communication skills and all so uh, number one, how do how should students uh, approach this thing? Like how should students develop all these uh, co-curricular skills? And number two, uh, if you had to put out a student's timetable today, out of 24 hours, how many hours would you dedicate to, you know, like working on these other skills? Uh, I think you, like when you say personality development, I think most of your personality is developed when you're out there in the world talking to people and working in a workplace. You can't be sitting at home and develop a personality, especially if you're doing like so much self-study. Yeah. So if you're doing like a hardcore course, I think uh, what I used to do was if I'm studying for five to eight hours a day, I would take out two to three hours for um, doing other things like whether it was reading a book or watching a TED talk or watching... Um, you know, entrepreneurs, success stories. So those are things that those were things that interested me. There, there could be other things that interest you. Maybe you're interested in photography, fashion, design, uh, whatever your uh, skill set is, whatever you enjoy. Take out time for that, and then um, have conversations with others. Read blogs. Reach out to people. Um, that's all I would say. I think you, your personality is developed once you're out of the study mode and once you're out there exposed to, to other yeah you have to be talking uh, to yeah. others you can't be uh, developing a personality sitting on your own yeah. so, so that happens after you're done studying after you're finished with your hardcore st- uh, study course yeah. and then you this question that experience. this question because some people had this myth that you need to sit down two hours every day that okay i'm developing my personality so that's not no happening. i think yeah. i think you can read as much as theory about communication or about relationship building or how to build a network that will only happen when you practice uh, in real life yeah. so your personality gets de- uh, developed through what you do on a single day outside of your home yeah uh, next uh, was by this guy uh, so he's not a student he actually works uh, at kpmg india and uh, he had this doubt that uh, he comes from an MBA background and is currently working in the role of analyst. Now, uh, he wants to get uh, a job into the consultancy field abroad. So like, what is the uh, gateway? Like, how is that happening? If there is any way out there. Uh, if he's working in KPMG, I think as an analyst, I think he's uh, probably recently joined the firm. So I think he should just build his work experience in KPMG India. And then you can, you know, KPMG has a lot of these uh, uh, secondment opportunities to go to other countries. So what he can do is uh, talk to his seniors once he has built a reputation within the firm and just uh, request them to put his name for any international, uh, you know, openings that there are. Yeah. So like uh, the, I have met people in London who are from KPMG India who have 
who are here on secondment and for a couple of years and then they go back and then they apply to another country sometimes or they come back to london again so it is possible you just have to uh, build your reputation in the organization and and speak about it often enough that they know that you're interested in an, in an international uh, sort of role yeah so, so put they, it out they there. don't yeah put it out there you have yeah. to uh, uh, put it out there and of course something like a kpmg evi deloitte they are always looking to move their employees around so it yeah. is definitely possible and that's what i would say just stick to kpmg and then think of moving to another another of one of their branches yeah uh, so uh, there is this kid who is like apparently a geek into the entire chartered accountancy field and he was the one who introduced me to your channel and said that you need to bring her to the podcast and all so he has this question that uh, apart from ca there are many better degrees into the field like acca or cpa maybe but uh, for some weird reason uh, the indian tuition classes or the indian colleges do not promote that that much like uh, not many students even know that some things like these even exist so uh, what are your opinions like why is it such a thing and uh, secondly uh, should a student consider taking up these degrees instead of an a regular indian chartered accountancy so what's your take on that i absolutely agree i think there is a la- lack of guidance and mentorship uh, for young students and it's only by luck or by chance that we get to know about certain degrees either our friends are doing it or someone in our family has done it so i do agree that there is a lack of knowledge uh, but again your your knowledge will only increase if you're reading articles if you're talking to people listening to podcasts like yours you know yeah. just to figure out what other people are doing so keep your keep an open mind and keep uh, listening to things around that are happening around you and the key trends that are happening in the industry that you're interested in yeah um and talking about the second part of your question which was which degree is better i think you you can't really compare two degrees because something like an acca would be more useful if you want to move to another country and practice in the uk for example as a chartered accountant but if you want to stay in india if you want to work for an indian firm then of course there's nothing better than as an indian as an indian ca degree so it all depends on what you want from life and what you want from your career and you have to make your decisions accordingly to what your plan is so i i wouldn't compare a degree being better than the other it just depends on your journey and your path yeah um, so so that will only happen when once you figure out like introspect you know sit down and really uh, think to yourself of where you see your life uh, where you see your career in the next 5 to 10 years and then make decisions accordingly yeah. and talk to people who are who have been there done that uh, in in the field yeah but over here this guy wanted to add that uh, okay as students uh, we get it that you know not many people have the information that something like this even exists but for the yeah. teachers they for sure know that okay these are also the options so is there any special reason why uh, not many coaching classes promote foreign degrees and they usually stick to do the indian ca do the indian ca so is there some special reason for that honestly i think not many teachers would even know that there are so many degrees out there like there's something like a sema uh, there's something like a cpa there's something like an acca not everyone has knowledge of all those degrees like so i think teachers can only guide what they are aware of on what knowledge they have so if yeah. they are only aware of the indian ca degree then they can only guide their students on that particular course like i get yeah. so many questions on the cma course or the cfa course i haven't done those degrees yeah. so what i have started doing is interviewing people who have done those degrees to increase my knowledge and also connect them with my with my uh, 
you know Yoshin. people who are following my channels yeah. yeah exactly so i don't think it's right for any teacher to guide their students on something they're not aware of so yeah. i think that's something that the student has to do themselves they can't be dependent on one source of one teacher one professor or yeah. or just their parents that has to be something you do on your own so i, I wouldn't blame blame the blame the teachers for having a lack of knowledge of they're doing their best in the in what they can yeah uh i uh, like this question it kind of resonates to a video of yours which i saw just this morning uh which was mm-hmm. your particular video about uh, being productive while working from home so this question yeah. uh, essentially asks that uh, right now with the life you are living in i'm pretty much sure that you are involved into multiple tasks that could be your hobbies that could be your profession career and personal yeah. life how do you balance your time between all these tasks uh, and how do you switch between tasks like suppose if you are doing something most people what they do is that if they are working on something the next and when they take a break so the next one are they just waste it out or they probably scroll through their phones so how do you switch between tasks that is the number one question and number two how do you maintain work life balance how do you ta- manage your time in that scenario um that's a very very good question i think uh... everybody procrastinates a little not everybody can be productive around the clock yeah. uh, and that's that's fair enough i think uh, what i do is when i wake up in the morning i think of the top 2 to 3 things that i need to get done that day like for today i had to you know uh, i had this podcast interview for work tomorrow i have a client workshop a very important client workshop so after this podcast i'll have my lunch and then i'll sit to you know practice what i'm going to say in that workshop and then the in the evening i want to shoot content for my next video so when i know that i have these three things to do i i have to get all of it done like the client workshop is tomorrow and the podcast is today so it yeah. has to happen yeah. then when it comes to shooting content let's say if i don't have time for that because that's my lowest priority today so yeah. then if it doesn't happen then i'll still prioritize the client workshop and then maybe shoot content tomorrow so you have to prioritize your tasks for each day and once you know that the there is a deadline when you know that you have to do it today then there is you won't be distracted there will be less uh, distractions and you'll be more productive yeah. and when it comes to things like you know scrolling on your phone one thing i do is i put my phone on charge in another room and i work in another room so that i don't go back and pick up my phone again and again yeah that that way i'm really in the zone and i also put my headphones on i put soft like motivational music and i'm just in the flow so yeah. think of things that work for you there are different things that work for everyone um so that's what i would say um and for work life balance i i'm a very social person so i really like uh, you know meeting my friends or talking to my friends talking to my family so uh that's my fuel that fuels my energy so once i'm done for the day i make it a point to either connect with a friend or uh, just pick up the phone and do a video call to my family or my friends in back home um so um i think it's very important to just uh, cut off af- after a productive day so that you have you know you get a good night's rest and then you start the same cycle the next day yeah. so don't put too much on your plate also just have those one or two tasks that you really have to get done and then just let the day flow as is yeah uh, and amit's doing all these uh, like on an average how many hours do you get to sleep per day i need to sleep 7 to 8 hours a day i feel very unproductive otherwise the next day and uh, of course when there's a deadline at work then i or when i'm stressed out i'm anxious i don't sleep as well i sleep 5 uh, to 6 hours on on some bad days but then i make sure that i cover up on my sleep on over the weekends yeah so i think it's rest and uh, rest is very important keeping yourself hydrated uh, through the day, through the day through water through any cup of uh, tea or uh, you know like green tea and things like that so just 
keep fluids eat healthy and um, rest yeah. rest well uh, next was this question wherein uh, a guy asked that uh, if the, if someone wants to enter into the consultancy segment in uh, yeah. a country abroad then what are the minimum qualifications required from india like do these many things and then move abroad then uh, the chances of you getting into a consultancy role in a good company are good enough you mean like a checklist of things <laughs> yeah maybe um i think it's not as easy if you're sitting in india and you're just applying for a consulting role outside especially with this whole covid 19 situation i don't think it's going to be very easy for us to just uh, apply abroad and get a get a job abroad so i think uh, focus on getting good good qualifications on your cv get good experience on your cv and maybe if you really really want to move abroad get a get an education in that country so maybe do like a short course 6 7 month course in that country because that opens up your um uh, aspects to uh, opens up your prospects to get to land a job or even an interview in a firm yeah. uh, of that country so if you have yeah. if you have a degree from the same country it's more useful um to be recognized like i had an imperial college uh, degree on my cv and i think that's the reason why i was called for an interview and then when i went for the interview then i used my kpmg india experience um to talk through the interviews but yeah. the i think the first the reason why i got a call was because i had an international degree on my on my cv so i think if you want to move abroad think of things that you can do to get that international degree on your cv understood um next this question was that uh, right now things are changing a lot a lot of people are questioning formal education as a concept like standardized tests and all so yeah. uh, do you think uh, that right now given the time we are living in given covid that has paced up things very much in the education sector do you think mm-hmm. that uh, like formal education like these uh, chasing big degrees like mba or probably even chartered accountancy for that per se Uh, do you think that uh, this entire chase would stay like three, four years from now, or will it be like people just learning skills from anywhere, probably the internet, and then getting hired just on the basis of the skill? Do you think that's happening? Um, honestly, like I have seen that work experience has it now does play a bigger role than 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 a degree, but this, but it's very uh, it's a slow paced change that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that something like an MBA or a CA wouldn't have a value. Wouldn't have a value five to ten years from now. It would still be valuable. Uh, the only thing I would say is that build your other skills along with any any degree that you're doing, yeah. and try to do short internships, volunteering experience. Get out there and hustle hard and uh, and get real life exposure and experience. That will always. uh be a better story for you to tell in an interview than a degree you studied for yeah. so uh everybody is just going to ask you questions on what projects you've led what teams you've managed what kind of work you've done rather than okay how was high school for you or how was college life for you yeah. right so i i would say we are transitioning very slowly and i read a very interesting book called the 100 year life i would really recommend you reading it it says that you know how um you as humans our life span is going to increase because life expectancy is increasing so if yeah. let's say if you're going to live for 100 years things we've studied till the age of 20 22 are not going to be valuable for the rest of our life we yeah. will continuously have to do other degrees or other uh, courses or keep upgrading you know upskilling ourselves yeah. regularly throughout our career so mm-hmm. maybe i'll pick up uh, a course in my 40s or in my 50s and do another degree to you know 
keep myself ahead of the competition or keep uh, myself abreast of what are the key trends in the industry so i think once you've studied don't think that you're done studying you have to keep educating yourself you have to keep yourself to be curious inquisitive keep learning new things um you know like you you're doing bcom right now but you're also yeah. doing this podcast on the side and and you're learning things like talking to people editing uh and you know just conducting conversations so yeah. you are opening up your whole um uh like an you have a skill set that you've developed not just commerce related subjects but there are so many other things that have come in your life because of this podcast so just yeah. think think of things you can do on the side and keep building your skills on those things yeah understood uh, this point that you raised about uh, you know education being a re- regular thing and not just a one time process that okay you get a degree i remember this guy vishen lakhiani uh, he owns a company called mind valley so they run on this concept uh, wherein they say that uh, they are not into any kind of formal course selling or education and all they uh, run this program for entrepreneurs wherein uh, for 11 months you stay wherever you are in whichever country you are run your business do whatever you are doing for the 12th month all these entrepreneurs from different countries across the world they gather together in one particular country every year they change the location and for one particular year they come in this particular country and then all of them are learning together there are like guest lectures and everything is happening so it's like a lifetime membership once you become a member it's like every year of your life you go there you spend one month with fellow entrepreneurs and i feel that that is a very good approach towards studies in general like if you are that's amazing yeah that's a great year, concept yeah i agree with you that's a very fantastic uh, uh you know mission uh, that they're on i think it's it's amazing there's nothing more that you can learn from people who are doing similar things than you and you know maybe ahead 5 to 10 steps yeah uh, than you that that's what i do i actually watch a lot of other youtubers who are making such amazing content and i try to you know take inspiration from them yeah. um and uh, add my own sort of element uh, Uh, and my own experience to what they are saying yeah so i think uh, yeah that's that's amazing yeah i agree you can't learn better than from the experience of other people yeah um, this was uh, another question which said that uh, according to you like which of these two uh, opens up better career prospects uh, first one mba from the elitest uh, b schools of india like the iims or mba from an average b school abroad uh depends i think that depends on what you want to do in your life uh, again i would say uh, okay. depends on where you want to live okay. if you want to live in india if you want to build your uh, network your reputation in, in the indian economy in the indian market then of course and i there's nothing better than an iim yeah but uh, if you want to move abroad and that's your sole purpose that you would just want to you know get a degree and and move to another country then you can you can uh, join a university that's not the top tier but still like hustle hard do your best in that uh, school get a job and then work your way up in an organization so it it really depends on what you want to do if if you are from let's say not the best uh, best of best uh, colleges in india and you want to move abroad many companies here don't recognize the value of of those uh, those colleges like yeah. my friend agrima i don't know if you saw my youtube video she's from narsi monji she did her mba from there and uh, when she was applying for a job in london people weren't aware of that uh, college and it's one of the best in india, in india so yeah. it 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 may be the best but it it didn't play it didn't have much of a weightage of applying for a job here her cfa degree had a greater weightage because it's an international degree so you have to try and understand what you want to do where you want to live where you see your career and then make the decisions accordingly yeah understood
next question was uh, this girl asks that uh, what are your like two opinions about this one from the economics point of things and other from the emotional point of things uh, like what are your opinions about brain drain as a concept because that's a lot in talk right now so one from the economics point of view like uh, many people say that if it affects the home country so does it really affect or is it in a way better for the country number one that's the mathematical side of things and number two that entire swadesh vibe or the entire emotional side of it. so what's your take on that i think being an nri uh, i feel more patriotic living here okay. uh, i i feel more attached to my country living here because i i don't think you need to be living in your country to be patriotic you okay. can be outside in any country representing your country and representing the people of of your country of your uh, representing your culture so um, uh, i i think the concept of brain drain is there but it is happening for a reason right like people yeah. feel like the competition is high or people feel like they can get a better quality of life for their next generation in another country so if it's happening there are things that need to change in india um and that's a matter it's it's a, it's the truth like uh, yeah. things like women safety or um, you know uh, students committing suicide there's a lot of pressure so there are things that are happening that are wrong and that need need to be changed and i think no matter where you live you can always be connected to your home i know that if i ever want to move back i, I it's still home for me yeah. um my plan is to go um visit my friends and family at least two to two to three times a year and um my husband and i invest in the stock market in india so we are still pumping money back into the economy so as nris we do realize that, that those are responsibilities that we have and and my my youtube channel is exclusively focused on indian students and that's for a reason i think if i have to share my knowledge it has to be to people from my own uh, from my own um, land and my own yeah. own uh, own home so yeah. i think in our own way uh, as nris or people abroad we are doing a little bit to keep supporting the economy back home and uh, whether it's in the form of remittances going back in or uh, in the form of sharing our knowledge and our struggles yeah. uh, uh, sitting ab uh, abroad i think you can play a play, play a small role in your own way yeah uh the last question for this uh, podcast would be that now you have been through this entire conversation you have uh, heard uh, the uh, like you have answered every question uh, if you could if you wanted to explain someone in a minute why they need to listen to this entire conversation then what would that be <laughs> oh wow okay um i would say uh, do watch this episode or listen to this podcast if you are someone who is young and confused and uh, really want to um, sort of try and understand what more you can do uh, above and beyond your degree or your uh, work experience to um, you know shine as an employee or shine as a student then do listen to this podcast and yeah. uh, follow my youtube channel if you're look if you're if you're a student who's struggling with things i think i uh, we're a big community trying to connect with each other and of course uh, remember to support other students and support other people and support podcasts like this uh, that are doing such great things yeah uh, all of your handles would be linked uh, in the description and uh, yeah, like thank you thank you for giving your time and thank you for this podcast like it was really good thank conversation you, Thank you so much yeah. Morris and I I'll also share your uh, page and everything on my yeah. on my channel and uh, make sure that everybody watches it yeah and listens to it <laughs> yeah for sure